Before you jump into this episode, I want to put a date in front of you. Hey, it's Aaron from Real WW Talk. July 7th. Just for a second, I want you to visualize yourself on July 7th. How are you feeling? Do you have more energy? Do you have a brighter outlook? Or do you feel stuck? The time is going to pass anyway, and it's completely within your control how you feel in just a few short weeks. And as you come up with your goals, the things that you want to do to be feeling your best on July 7th, I want to recommend that you join our next Real WW Talk Step Bet. July 7th is the last day of that step bet. It's actually going to begin on May 27th, Memorial Day. That's an easy day to remember. So download that step bet app, place that $40 bet on yourself for accountability, for your goals, and join us in the real WW Talk Stepping Into Summer step bet. I think you'll be so glad you did. And come July 7th, you'll have an amazing feeling of accomplishment. Use the game code RWWT or look for the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get on to your episode. Welcome to Real WW Talk, the podcast of three diverse friends, Candace, Aaron, and Ricky, who are following the WW Formerly Weight Watchers plan. I'm the Aaron part of the trio, and each week we talk about our health journey on WW, what we've learned, what we struggled with, and what our goals are for the coming week. Now, there is no hiding, no trying to make ourselves better than we are. It's just real talk because we can't change if we aren't willing to be real about what needs to change. On today's Real WW Talk, it's your questions answered. We invited the Real WW Talk community to ask us anything in the Facebook group and on Instagram, and we're answering the five questions that received the most votes. Are you ready? Let's talk. Well, hello. Welcome to Real WW Talk. I'm Erin. I'm Candice. And I'm Ricky. Ladies, ladies, it's another week. Look, it's uh, slightly cool today, so I broke out my Real <laughs> WW mug. Love I'm so, it. I'm so excited. Uh, how were your weeks? Ricky, we didn't see you this week. Candace, I think I'm going to hijack it and ask Ricky about her week first since she wasn't at the meeting with us. <laughs> I guess I'll allow it. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, keeper of the turns. Um, I, I had a good week. Um, it was my first weigh-in with the hair. <laughs> And I was down 0.2, so I will take it. Yes. I don't know how much this weighs. <laughs> Which really means you were down a pound. Yes. Okay. There Absolutely. We go. Maybe <laughs> even two. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Depending on how many barrettes or like ties I had in my hair, you know, <laughs> could have been three. But uh, <laughs> I will take it. And it was good. I I was away, went to New York on Saturday, and it was great to just walk around and feel like I was a metropolitan person to see a show. Um, so that felt really good, but, but I definitely missed you guys. <laughs> oh, well, we missed you. So now coming back from having like an exciting day out and, you know, doing lunch and all that stuff, do you feel uh, like on track for this week or do you feel like you're still trying to get yourself back underway? It's funny. I feel like I'm I'm still trying to get into the swing of things, but I will say the day in New York, I don't feel like I ate way too much. Like I wasn't constantly snacking. There was this one little cupcake place called Baked by Melissa, and they have cupcakes that are this small. So it was right by the theater. I really wanted that. So I I that was my indulgence of the day. But otherwise, I had a bagel for dinner. I didn't have like 
Oh, yes, it was carb heavy, but it wasn't like I was stuffing myself all day. I was walking. So overall, it felt like a a successful trip and um, just getting back into that. Since I didn't really meal prep on Sunday, just grabbing things quickly to go has been my biggest thing to, to get back into the swing of things for the week. Well, it's think about you're in a completely different place. And, you know, what Candace, you talked about when you're on vacation, like I'm going to eat the things that I can't eat at home. And so if you're in New York and you've got, you know, one of the little Melissa's cupcakes, because we've had those before when we went and, you know, you've got a bagel, like a New York bagel. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you? Exactly. You had me at cupcakes. I mean, (laughs) I know of Magnolia Bakery in New York. I don't know of this Melissa that you speak of. And I feel like I need to experience this immediately. You guys should be so proud of me. And shout out to Elizabeth because she was there with me. But I um, I got the Melissa's cupcakes. I I want that's what I wanted. But the new train station it's now Moynihan Penn Station. So that there's Moynihan Hall and it's this giant, beautiful granite lined hall. Like you feel like you're in I don't know some just beautiful ballroom or something. Guess what was there? Brand new Magnolia cupcakes. So we walked in. I smelled the cupcakes. I saw the beautiful cupcakes, slices of cake. And and Elizabeth was like, yeah, we got our cupcakes already. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. We, we did. Good thing I wasn't there with you because I'd be like, do you see Magnolia? Let's go. <laughs> I We turned around and walked out and I was okay with it. I I was thinking about it later. I was like, man, if I'd known, I, maybe I would have saved the Melissa's for later and I would have. But you know, I was like, I've already bought these and I know I like them. Magnolia is not going anywhere. Um, so if you guys want to go to New York with me next weekend. <laughs> no, I feel like, I feel like I've just cemented that I'm peer pressure in a bad way. Cause I would, I would have talked us out of, out towards it. I would have been like, Hey, I mean, we don't, we're not here all the time. Let's just, you know, are you one or like two to take an oops? Oh, there goes your cupcakes in the trash. Let's and I won't it. tell you that they delivered now. Did you see? Are they ship? I should not have said it, but I saw it. It was not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same. This is what you say, but I will test it to see if that's true because I saw Magnolia is now shipping and I was so excited. But like you said, I will, I will accept your statement that it won't be the same, although I don't believe it. You guys, how do you know that this is a WW podcast? We've just talked two minutes straight about cupcakes. (laughs) Because cupcakes are life. Thank you. Oh, well, I'm proud of you, Ricky. It sounds like you made some really awesome choices and more importantly, had a really good time with a friend. Yeah. It's not even about the weight loss. Like, I just love that you lived your life. You went and had a great time, got to see a show, walked around. Sarah Bareilles in person. Well, there's the win right there. And you got steps. You got got activity in, walking. It was amazing. Yeah. How about you guys, though? How are your weeks? Erin, how was your week? Um, so I, my week was okay. I know that I had had some, um, I incorporated some more sweets and things than I had pre in previous weeks. However, they were having an issue at the scales. I don't know if, okay. So Candace, it happened to you too. So I weighed in and I also looked, this is the cool thing about tracking your weight and, you know, tracking your food is you, you can start looking at it as data. And I noticed 
that around this week, every month, I'm up. Mm-hmm. My body must just hold on. For some reason, it's just the cycle of how life works or something with me. But I'm historically up. And do you remember, uh, last, well, it's hard to believe that it was last month, but a couple episodes we talked about. And I was like, you know what, guys? I've done all of these good things. And I know I'm going to be up at the scale because I can feel it. And I was up a pound. Same thing this week. I could just feel it. I could feel it. And when, when I weighed in, I told uh, Nadine, who was our coach, who was also weighing p- people in. I was like, Nadine, I'm going to be up. So don't be surprised by it. I can feel it. And I know historically I'm going to be up. And uh, she goes, yep, you're up. And that was that. I didn't even worry about looking at it to see how much it was. And then later in the meeting, I thought, oh, let me pull that out. And let me let me look at my tracker and see how much. And it said a zero. It said zero. Like I stayed the same. And so I found her after the meeting. I was like, hey, was I actually the same or was I up? She goes, no, honey, you were up. Well, Hmm. we realized the issues that they were having to scale, it didn't go, the the weight didn't go in. So I actually don't know how much I was up on the weekend. But I can see from my home scale and my home scale is telling me that I'm up essentially five pounds. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I am not up five pounds. (laughs) I know that I am not up five pounds. I eating a couple, and I literally mean, well, we meant like five gluten-free double stuff Oreos last week did not put me up five pounds. You no. mean your one point double stuff Oreos? And <laughs> us about? Okay. Exactly. Do we need to have a coming to Jesus moment? I was like, are you sure the five pounds aren't real? Right. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself because my mom bought these double stuff Oreos and she bought regular Oreos uh, to make a dessert for the grandchildren. She's making dirt. You remember that? Oh, do you guys ever have that with the pudding mm-hmm. and the Oreos and the, um, it's a sign. Well, it was really, it was a craft project for homeschoolers. So I love how homeschoolers, we incorporate food as craft projects. Um, but so she got them all gluten-free. So everything that was left over, I would be able to eat and enjoy. Those things have been sitting on the counter for over a week and they're not even half gone yet. And so- wow. Yeah. So kudos to me. So this says that I'm up five pounds. I don't like that. It says that I'm up five pounds. I feel, you know, I feel like my body's holding on to stuff, but I know that it's not, it's not real. So it is what it is. When in doubt, blame the scale. Like they told you the scale is broken. Right. And we don't play, we don't, we don't base our weeks on the scale anyway. So you know that you made other decisions that you were proud of. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So I know that it's not, I know that it's, I know that I'm up, but I know that it's not fully telling the truth. There's no, I know that it's not, I didn't, let me tell you something. I, this would be the the worst thing in the world because I did not eat to gain five pounds. Mm. Like th- it just didn't happen. I've eaten before to gain five pounds on my birthday and I know what that looks like. And I know what it feels like. This isn't it. She's like, it. I rebuke it because I didn't eat enough. Because <laughs> there has to be something that I earned. There was no pounds. fun. There was There's no, no fun. fun. There's <laughs> no fun. I assure you. <laughs> well, anyway. I was upset because I was on the scale. You know, I, we the scale was having issues, but I had the opposite, which is, I guess, a good thing. The scale was down for me uh, right. this week, but she whispered it. And I wanted her to like say it louder. So, you know, she was like, hey, you're down this week. I just wanted to tell you. I said, there's a good thing, right? Like, she's like, yeah, you're down like 1.2. That's that's really good. I said, you can tell everybody here that I'm down 1.2. We don't have to be secretive. 
So I was, <laughs> I think it's all the steps, but I was very proud of, of my loss because I have been consistent. Aaron, you motivated me to try to be consistent with my losses. I want to be a loser um, consistently. So I think the step bet, as you know, I know a lot of people in our Facebook group have also joined step bet recently. Yeah. So I love to see everybody getting an intentional movement. And I think it's really been helping me. So there's been a couple nights, as you know, that I really don't feel like moving, but I always think about the $40 that I could lose and I get my butt up and I walk in place or do whatever I need to do. So, awesome. Well, I will tell you, Candace, you've inspired me with your step bets and the consistency of that, because I noticed like I'll, I will walk, you know, shut the laptop at four o'clock. I go for my walk but that might be the only exercise I get. And I feel like I've done something really good and I have, mm-hmm. but I look at my tracker and it's only 4,000 steps because I've done no activity before. Mm-hmm. So I've given myself a target of 7,000 steps every day to hit. So even if I go out and do my walk, I am still same thing. Okay. If I'm going to watch a TV show tonight, then I'm going to stand up and walk while I watch the TV show so that I can at least hit, you know, yeah. hit that mark of, because I know that I see changes in my body and changes in my weight when I achieve a certain step goal number. And you know, yours is the commercials. You know what I've been challenging myself is to do it when I'm browsing social media. So, you know, whenever I'm on my phone and just looking real quick, I'm like, nope, you have to do it standing up. You have to do it standing up and walking. It either makes me get off of social media really quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Or I'm like, one more Instagram. Let me look. So your consistency is inspiring others. So you should be, you should be proud. Thank yes. you. Just call me Consistent Candace. That is my new identity. CC Candace is consistently counting courageous steps. There's no S. <laughs> there has to be an S. Because I can't, yeah. think of, I can't make it all C's. So I'll have to figure that out. We'll have to figure yeah. that one out. So a little bit of a different Real WW Talk today. Uh, we thought we would kind of turn the topic over to the Real WW Talk family. And Ricky, you, I believe it was you posted inside of uh, the Real WW Talk Facebook group, as well mm-hmm. as the Instagram, which mm-hmm. you can find as Real WW Talk, no surprise there, uh, and invited people to ask us questions that they would like us to answer. So we've rounded up a couple questions that have gotten the most upvotes through the channel, uh, through the group. And so we thought we would uh, just share them with you with the things that people are asking us. So our first question comes to us from Suzanne Pope. And uh, actually, Suzanne's one of our part of our meetings, um, our local meetings. She says, do you think it's possible to move beyond obsessing about food, thinking about it all the time, planning your next meal or looking forward to special meals on vacation. And I laugh as I said that because Candace has just popped a mini Reese's peanut butter cup in her Speaking mouth. of obsessing about food. Candace answered first. I promised them. So I had this Reese cup. It's a miniature, three points, sitting. And I said, I'm, I, I'm not going to make it through Real WW Talk without having it. So... <laughs> For those who are watching, it was a Reese, and I own it, and I'm not embarrassed. So no shame, you're not hiding. No, no, I did it live. How many points? How many points is it? Three points. Done. So of loveliness. Done yes. But the question: Do you think it's possible to move beyond obsessing about food? 
I sure hope so. <laughs> I So I want to break it down because I feel like one of the examples, looking forward to special meals on vacation, I wouldn't say that's obsessing about food. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Just like talking about New York, I wanted a bagel. I, I wanted bagels in New York go together. I thought about pizza too, but I decided it was one or the other. And it wasn't a big deal. New York pizza is not going anywhere. So I, I think, I, I also hope it's possible, but I think some of these things aren't bad things. Um, I think we we should separate that out a little bit. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think um, we tend to put things in all or nothing categories. And the people that I know who have healthy relationships with food, they think about food. They think about the snacks that they're bringing with them, uh, you know, to keep them in good health. They think about the special treats that they're going to eat while they're on vacation. I I do understand, though, the difference for us is it can dip into that obsessive side as opposed to planning. And so for me, I think it's just adjusting the framework in our mind of um, I'm not obsessing about planning my next meal. I am choosing to plan my next meal because this is about my greater health, right? As opposed to, to me, obsession would be, uh, I can't stop thinking about eating this brownie. If I'm going to eat this brownie, I need to eat this brownie. I need to go get a brownie, you know, like that kind of a thing. But I don't, I, I, I totally understand where Suzanne's going with it. And I think that we can, I think there are times when we can move beyond obsessing about food. There might be times maybe through deprivation that it feels a lot larger. And to me, it's how can I minimize this thing that that doesn't need to be as loud in my mind as it should be. For me, I think a lot of what you said, Aaron and Ricky, both are very, very true. But I think for me, it's tied to perfection. When I'm in that perfection mindset of like, I have to do the plan exactly right. It's like, okay, I had this for breakfast. And then what am I going to have for lunch? And how many points is that going to be? And then and then for dinner, I can have this. But then maybe on the weekend, I could have this cupcake. And then I really, when I'm, when I'm in that obsessive phase, I feel like what maybe the negative part of what Suzanne may be expressing where it's like mm-hmm. my whole day is obsessing over how to do this perfectly, how to be the best WW member there is. And I think that the way that I am challenging myself, Suzanne, to move beyond that is to let go of that perfection kind of mindset and kind of just kind of re- relating to Ricky in New York. It just kind of was a day. I had these things. I'm more focused on the people and the experience and not necessarily if I go over points or if I don't, you know, I think that relaxing from the obsession of needing the scale to go down every week or whatever you're trying to do may give you that flexibility Um, because I do find that I am less obsessive the weeks that I let go of perfection. Let's take a quick break. 
Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG, and we're the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. Yeah, Same. Totally. Um, our next question. All right. This one's from Tony Curly Miller. Is there such a thing as too much fruit or zero point options? What do you guys think? Yes. Yes. I think that I think that one of the things that WW found out when they were going through the different iterations of the program, and that it was the was that people were using zero point foods as a way to think of it as no calories. And then when they saw the scale go up, they're like, we never told you to eat 15 bananas. Um, we never told you to have you know, 10 oranges. We understand that they are zero points, but they have calories. Um, so I think that, yes, there definitely is um, such thing. I think everything in moderation. Zero point just means it's a more nutritious option, you know, that maybe has more fiber or more of a health benefit, but it's still, it still is what needs to be monitored. Mm-hmm. You know, I think overall, that's my opinion. What do you guys think? Ricky? Well, I, so I think about smoothies and I know that we count smoothies for a different reason because when they're processed, you know, it takes away the di- part of the digestion and for whatever scientific reason we have to count smoothies. If you also just look at the ingredients and like you're saying, Candace, all of the calories, if you have a banana and a strawberry and mango, like a lot of sweet fruits, not only, you know, especially for someone who craves sweets, you're going to continue to to have that craving for sweets, but you're also, you know, ingesting calories. And I think um, that awareness is is helpful. And I think it it can be too much in, in a sense. Um I don't think, you know, I love the saying, we say WW all the time, like, I didn't get here because I ate too many zero point foods. So I think, uh, you know, I, I think it's not something to obsess about and say, oh my gosh, how many pieces of fruit did I have today? But if you start to notice, hey, the scale's not going in the direction I want it to go in and I'm only eating fruit and not only, but I'm eating fruit and vegetables. I mean, you know, I think that might be something to look at. Mm-hmm. I um, do think that there can be such a thing as too much fruit, but I don't think there can be a thing as too many zero point options. And the reason why I don't think there can be too many zero point options is because those are the options that we probably choose the least. And those are the reasons why WW pushes us to them the most. But exactly what you said, Candace, about um, having that zero, because the zero point option that we're going to lean to the most is not going to be fat-free cottage cheese. It's going to be 15 bananas, right? It's going to be some of those like substitute trigger foods. So for me, when it comes to too much fruit, yes, I think the, the question is always what's a serving of fruits and vegetables and then actually consuming them. Because the, the whole thing is you want to get yourself to a place where you're eating normally, right? Where you are eating in a healthful and sustainable way. And if you're sitting down to eat half of a watermelon or a bunch of bananas or, you know, something within that frame, then no, you're not doing the program as WW 
intends it. You're abusing the zero point system. So the zero point foods is really looking at all of the zero point foods, knowing what, what's healthy. But again, it's everything in moderation. But I like being on blue because I can have salmon for zero. And if I'm having salmon for zero, right, like chances are I'm pairing it with other healthful things, but it gives me a little extra room to make a, you know, a dairy-free butter sauce to go over top of it or, you And know. chicken breast is zero too. That right. is awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. But to Ricky's point about the smoothie though, I, I always love a prior coach of ours who would t- say, you know, if the scale is going up realistically, if you're having, are you really having a cup of strawberries, one right. banana, one cup of blueberries, two cups of spinach, if it weren't blended up and easily digesting and going down, would you be able to, would you be eating all of that in one sitting? So that's where, you know, I understand about the blending and why there are points. Cause I, I pushed against that. I just want to tell you, there was a long time where I was like, that makes no sense. This is all healthy zero point stuff. It should be zero. And, you know, when you think about the fiber and everything, I, that that is an explanation that I always go back to. Like, would you eat all of that in one sitting if it weren't blended? Yep. The answer now is probably when I, no. When I make smoothies now, that's how I make them is I look at them like, actually in the bowl first. I'm like, would I actually eat this? Even down to the amount of spinach. Mm-hmm. Would I sit here and eat this with a fork? Eh, let me use a little bit less spinach on something. Mm-hmm. Yeesh. Um, okay. Candace, this one's yours. Here we go. All right. Rosetta Owens asks, do you feel your weight is keeping you from enjoying yourself? Wow. Mm. Yes. Yeah. That's a, that's a yes for me right now because I've Mm -hmm. weighed less than this and I feel like I've enjoyed myself and enjoyed doing things a little bit more. That doesn't mean I shouldn't stop, you know, Mm -hmm. doing things and doing fun things, but I can feel the, I can feel the difference in myself. Um, and it's, it's still for me, it's the mental hurdle on things. It just, it just is. Yeah. I think for me, the weight is keeping me from, I'm having to push really hard to make sure I'm still included in pictures and to go to family functions. So real quick, my grandmother's 90th birthday is this week. And we're having a uh, drive-by parade and everyone's getting together and I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Just telling you the truth because I'm not at the weight that I want to be. And I feel like all my cousins on this side of the family are very fit. And the ones who are posting the stuff that makes you want to puke on Instagram and Facebook about work hard, train hard. We got this. And I'm like, I don't, I don't got it. So in the picture, it's going to be clear that I don't got it and they do. So I don't want to go, but it's my grandmother's 90th birthday. So I feel like I am having to be intentional about going and making sure I enjoy myself and not obsess over the pictures and um, be able to enjoy my family. But I'm, I'm struggling with that. That's really hard for me. So yes, yes, Rosetta, definitely for me, it's, it's, it's a challenge right now. That's tough. Um, I, I agree with you ladies. I, I agree with everything you guys are saying. I can relate. Um, I think it's been great to see different milestones on the bike um, and and know that I can be fit, but not being able to, you know, walking was fine in New York, but I feel like the pace is just not, I, I, I'm not able to walk as quickly as I'd like to. Um, I, (laughs) 
there were these two older women at one point who were walking ahead of us. And I kept saying, we should, we should just pass them. And I was saying that in my head, like, we're going to pass them. And every time, part of it was because they were true New Yorkers and standing in the middle of the street until the light changed. And I didn't want to do that. But <laughs> I also was just wanting to, to keep up and I felt like I couldn't. So, you know, that's not necessarily enjoying yourself, but <laughs> it's, you know, it's a comparison, but it's, you know, how much more would I have been able to do if my feet hadn't hurt? You know, how much more would I have enjoyed of the city? And on a day-to-day basis, you know, what does it stop me from doing? Because I'm worried about being tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of it. But that doesn't mean that we don't stop pushing. Right. right? right. We right. keep going because we know how it feels and how we want it to feel. And mm-hmm. so we keep pushing to get ourselves to the place so that we don't have to think about that for next time. Yeah. And I think I just wanted to say, I hope we all, including myself, extend ourselves some grace. You know, we're not where we need to be, but we deserve to be in the pictures. We deserve to be able to walk and to be on the Peloton. We deserve all the good things, you know? So I think that having to get past the lie that the weight Mm -hmm. means I can't enjoy myself. Yes. And, and even if other people project that on us. Mm -hmm. Yes. We're going to throw throw another one or two in here. Um, How do you not obsess over a specific number on the scale as to not become your own stumbling block? And this is from Melissa Smith Collins. Mm. How do you not obsess over a specific number on the scale? Um, that's hard. I understand. You know, I think that we all may have those internal weight goals that we, we think it's going to change something. I think maybe being honest about, the fact that the number doesn't represent, there's a lot of people who hit the numbers. I know I have, I've hit that number that I thought was the be all end all and it didn't change me or my life the way that I thought it would. So putting it into the perspective that life still goes on, you still have the wins and the losses, you know, so maybe, I don't know, like I said, just being honest about what you, what is it that you feel the number represents for you? Do you think that it means that somehow you're worthy at that number and then challenging those thoughts? That's what I'm trying to do. What does 199, that's my number, Wonderland. What does that mean? To, does that mean that somehow I've made it? Like 200 is the worst and 199 is like the world's opened? Most likely not. Because when I hit 199, I felt not one bit different other than I started wanting to obsess on another number. So Mm -hmm. what do you guys think? I've been there too with, you know, it was funny. I had to get a new license this week and I was looking at the number, (laughs) my license. And it was like that number. I haven't seen that number in a while. And, and what did that mean to me? You know, it, when I was 20 some pounds heavier than that, I was still very fit. So like those numbers, even though that's one of my target numbers, it, it, I've been healthier at a heavier weight. It's just, you know, it, it's just a number. And there's so many non-scale victories that I think are so much more important or just supplement that number. Um, and and are where I can identify myself as healthy, as fit, as, you know, being able to do things. I, I want to focus on those non-scale victories and um, things that I'm able to overcome and, and not necessarily a specific number on the scale. Mm-hmm. Um, Candace, I, I, I love what both of you said, and I fully like, what is, what does the number represent? And I think that's a great question because what, what is, what, what value are you giving this number and why does it mean so much to you? 
I think we are, we're all still victims of marketing from old marketing from when we were growing up and everything was about the number and what the scale says on the number, right? And for me, it's unlearning old marketing to sell something. <laughs> like, anybody, like carnation instant shakes, two for breakfast and a sensible dinner, right? Like you'd still see those kinds of things. And to me, that all went and like the, the pictures that they had were about somebody trying to get to a specific number on the scale. But for us, it's about being the healthiest version of ourselves. So for me, it is try and I say this as someone who is I'm thinking so heavily about like what you were saying that 199 like for me it represents being over the hurdle of weight that I gained from COVID like I want to be on the other side of that but at the end of the day it's not that number it's about how I feel in my clothes it's how I feel in my head and the effort and the work that I'm putting into what I'm doing to make myself the healthiest version. So I cannot obsess about that number before exactly the reason you said, Candace, because 199 is not any better or different than 200. What's the difference? And and I always think about my Serena Williams story. Now, I could have the number wrong. You all don't get on Google and fact check me, but I believe that she was somewhere in the, she's somewhere in the 180s but she's like 0% body fat. Like this woman is a, a monster. I mean, just a beast. And if you were focused on a number, like, oh, I have to be 150. For her, she wouldn't be able to be the supreme athlete that she is if she were to get down to some number that's based on, even for WW, they may say, well, your ideal weight is 150. For her, she's like, no, <laughs> that's actually not my ideal weight. And you can get a doctor's note to say that's not my ideal weight. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so it's a number that you may think you may say 180. Oh, absolutely not. That's horrible for her. I would love to be a Serena Williams 180, just to be mm-hmm. very clear. Mm-hmm. That woman, you know, so, so why can't we look and say she's healthy? Mm-hmm. She's in her be- the best shape of her life. Like Ricky said, why she's in the best shape of her life. 180 means nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just, a, it's, it's, it's a measure of something that a doctor cares about maybe for other reasons, but it doesn't have anything to do as an indicator of her health or happiness. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Our final question here, Ricky, go for it. All right. How do you stop a downward spiral in its tracks? Veronica Trujillo Armstrong. Um, yeah. What do you guys think? <clears throat> My favorite statement to this, and it's something I'm trying to practice myself is do the next right thing. Just do the next right thing. Stop focusing on the downward and say, what is the next thing that I could do that will turn this around? Whether that be drinking water, going for a walk, taking a nap, cooking your next meal, tracking your points. What's the next thing that you can do to turn it around? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and just making that your focus, because I think that beating yourself up of the action is going to continue to propel you downward. Mm-hmm. Turn it around. Turn around. And focus on the next right thing. Yeah, I love that. I I think that isn't really important. I think also just finding a distraction. And sometimes I was even today looking through the app and looking through the different resources they have with, um, I think it's Headspace. And they have really brief videos, even on this topic, like, <laughs> are you having a difficult time? Are you having a challenging you know, craving or whatever it is, you can use those resources to, to just kind of reset your brain and reset your, 
your thought pattern. Um, and I like how you said getting up and going on a walk or even just talking to a friend and saying, hey, let the, you know, I think distracting ourselves is one of the, the best resources we have too. Because oftentimes when I come back to that thought, it's not as strong and I can reframe my goal and my reasons for maybe not making that choice. And I will, I'll add on to it. Why are you in a downward spiral right now? For me, I like to just go assess like, why am I, why am I um, spiraling right now? Did something happen that's made me stressful? Is it something that's made me angry and the way that I choose to cope is with food? And now because I chose this one time or this one moment to cope with food, now it's created this thing in reaction to something that maybe was so small or minute. And now I'm, instead of punishing someone else, I'm now punishing myself. So I'm totally with exactly what Candace said about do the next right thing. Like, let's stop that. Ricky, there's so many great helps in the WW app that can even help address why am I spiraling right now? I always love to find the why behind something happens. Not can we just stop it, but like, can we stop it permanently? Why am I doing this? What's the feeling behind this? And then the biggest thing too, with it's, it feeds into everything we're all saying is please learn from me. Don't hide. You're going to want to hide when you feel like you're not proud of your choices. That is the time to go to a meeting, to reach out, to be honest with people, to do what you just did. Put it out there, whether you post it in our Facebook group or to friends or to your confident, your accountability buddy, and just say, I'm struggling. I just want to let you know <laughs> this is what I did because I am the queen of hiding. It doesn't fix it. If anything, it'll just keep you keep you stuck. Because then you are going to find yourself on the other side of when you finally stop hiding so much further, you know, in the hole than you would have been if you had just said, I need help. I want to let you know, look at me, talk to me. I'm trying to get out of this. The only way to find yourself out of darkness is to let light in. Mm -hmm. Let it in. Let it in. Ooh, I love these questions. These were some good <laughs> questions, weren't these ladies? Yes, 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 yes. I loved it. Well, and you know, a big part for us too of, um, you know, thinking about these kind of questions, and these are the kind of questions that come up in the WW meetings. And so we've got another meeting coach that we would love to highlight because we think that, you know, the the tips, the tools, the resources that we learn inside of meetings are just invaluable. And so we'd highly recommend that you go check out uh, one of the online meetings. And I think, Candice, this is, you attended uh, her meeting this week, right? I did. I did. I was in the middle of, my son was down for a nap. And so I said, I want to go on and get into a meeting. And so Julie S. was somebody that I was able to see. She's been a coach for 24 years. She has meetings different days of the week. But I just love the way that she interacts with her members. And I also probably really especially liked her because there was another mom, a new mom in the group who had a 10-week-old and she was trying to get herself together. And the encouragement that she offered and the wisdom that she has as a coach of 24 years, you could just tell that her members really, really loved her. And um, I did too, even as somebody who had never been with her before. So I would highly recommend Julie. She has a very, very down-to-earth personality. So I, I definitely want to go back if there's a if you know if my schedule ever permits me to. 
Awesome. Well, it looks like that she has meetings on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And it looks like she's mostly, um, well, on Thursday and Friday, she's in the mornings. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, she's got some afternoon kind of midday meetings. So very cool. Well, uh, that does it for us today. Thank you so much for your questions and um, giving us the opportunity to, to think and kind of feel like we were inside of our our, our meeting space. I loved that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> awesome. especially since we don't have we're all working through this together. It's good to mm-hmm. kind of we're all trying to figure this out together. Yep, you sure are. Well, we wish you a great week and feel free if you've got any more questions, drop them in the Real WW Talk Facebook group. We'd love for you to be part of it. So just search on Facebook for Real WW Talk and you can find us there. And then of course, Instagram as well and YouTube. And we've got the podcast. You may already be listening to us on the podcast right now. We're also, the three of us are also on Connect. So we will make sure we post um, all of those links inside uh, the notes for you so you can find us. That's it. We hope you have a great week on plan heading towards your goal and consistency, really good consistency in what you're doing. (laughs) You got this. Bye. Bye. Bye.